Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the show. Let us know who you are and a little bit about what you do. Hi. Uh, yeah, of course. So my name is Bianca Ariel and I do many things, but um, I call myself a business strategist. Um, so I partner with wellness uh, women entrepreneurs all over the world, really. Um, not only do I have my own podcast called the Bianca Ariel podcast, where we connect with women entrepreneurs, but I also work with um, the entrepreneurs on different elements that help their business strive. So I think um, a lot of times when we work, think about the alternative medicine space and the holistic um, wellness area, um, we don't really see the promotion um, that is really needed. I think we have a lot of promotional material around a traditional medicine, but I really think that alternative medicine uh, methods do need to give their shine. So I partner with the wellness entrepreneurs and I help them do that. That sounds really cool. I get you. I, it sounds like you probably get to talk with um, some really interesting ladies and help them come up with ways to, to reach a wider audience. Yes, absolutely. So uh, with that, um, what kind of led you to maybe working specifically um, in that realm, um, if you would care to share? Yeah, absolutely. So I've actually been uh, working in the healthcare field for um, over 10 years now. So uh, originally, I wanted to go to school to be a physician assistant. So I worked in cardiology, I worked in a plastic surgery office, um, and things of that nature. And I re- quickly realized that clinical wasn't really my forth, my forte. Um, so I transitioned over into a business development role with a medical career college in Atlanta, Georgia. And that's where I kind of developed the love for business and sales and um, working hand in hand in the medical field. So after that, I went back to school and pursued my MBA with a focus on sales and then relocated to Los Angeles where I started working in neuroscience um, for the development of a disorder uh, for anyone suffering with neurologic uh, diseases. So um, we promoted uh, material and products in that realm and um, I quickly kind of rose and developed in that facet uh, in the medical field. Now, I've been doing the same type of role. I worked in some different disease states. I worked in alternative medicine. Now I'm currently um, implementing in respiratory and things of that nature, which is highly needed, especially at this time. Um, but I realized, you know, a lot of the large medical, um, pharmaceutical, medical device companies, um, they have a large budget um, and they hire representatives that get paid well to go out and promote to physicians and hospitals and long-term care facilities. And of course, um, there's a lot of the, uh, uh, despite um, kind of, you know, the theories in related to that industry, there is a lot of products that are very, very helpful to patients in need. But what I quickly realized was that alternative medicine professionals or holistic practitioners don't have that type of budget backing. So they can't have, they can't hire 
skilled representatives to go out and start delivering this type of information. And I think that especially for holistic practitioners, they're healers, they really don't have um, a lot of business acumen and they really need help promoting their products. So um, I've come across a lot of holistic practitioners that are very well versed. They have a lot of great sales and marketing background. And I think most of the time my coaching is centered around the motivation and validation that is needed for them to go ahead and promote whatever they're, um, they're working in. So I really enjoy it. Um, I believe in both non-conventional and conventional me methods of medicine. And I just, I love what I do. I love that. It sounds, it sounds like you get to have some cool conversations. Yeah. What is at this point, um, there might be a few, but what are some of the greatest lessons that you've learned thus far kind of maneuvering in your own career um, and in your own life? Um, so one of the greatest lessons, um, I've learned is, um, not to make assumptions, um, and to not, uh, project your own personal feelings onto your clients. So, um, a lot of times, like, especially with what's going on right now, um, you know, a lot of my clients are a little bit anxious and, um, are, are a little fearful about their business and uncertainty for the future. And, um, but then I also have clients that are very optimistic and, and willing to push forward. So I really want, had to, to kind of take myself out of the, out of my element when coaching and not project my own personal visions and beliefs onto my clients. And I kind of had to learn how to let, how to guide them in their own vision. And I think that that's a very extreme quality that I had to um, cultivate in order to be the greatest uh, coach that I could be. Definitely. I think that, um, you know, at least as a therapist, we can't find ourselves working more than the client or coming up with our own goals for the client that they aren't maybe ready, willing, or able or in a place to kind of um, work toward. And uh, I like how you said you have to sometimes take yourself out of the equation and just really focus in on what your client needs and where they're at and meeting them there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, absolutely. I love that. So um, how would you say that you've handled when you felt stuck or lost or defeated? Because a lot of the times I think that, um, at least, you know, some of the people listening have gone through some serious challenges and, and sometimes don't know, you know, what to do next or how to keep going when they're, um, in a deep hole or something like that. So what has helped you to kind of be able to handle those times? Yeah, of course. So, um, I mean, especially going through the beginning of my um, tenure and career, um, I kind of just followed the social structure. Um, I consider myself pretty unconventional where, you know, I did kind of pave my own path and try different things and was lucky enough to land into very fortunate positions. But these are things that I've always had control over. And um, recently, you know, especially moving on to starting my own business and um, working outside of the normal structure, I've had to learn how to trust the universe more and um, have to, I've learned to let go. Um, so a part of that is becoming vulnerable to whatever you're going to um, face and uh, kind of letting go of control while staying focused. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of hard for me to really put into words, but 
you know, there's situations where I just really, from coming from a place where I've always known what to do, I've always known what my next steps were going to look like, and to move into a space where you're really unfamiliar with it, um, and you really feel like you're starting all over, I've really had to learn just to trust the universe like I did before, and then not only that, trust myself, um, and then just work towards um, the future. So um, I'm not going to, I don't, it's not easy. And um, you definitely have to let go, but it's definitely rewarding because at the end of the day, I'd rather sacrifice and work the next 20 years trying to develop myself and what I believe in than trying to develop someone else's dream. Yeah, you mentioned trusting the universe and letting go. And I think that that's a lesson that we're all kind of learning collectively right now, Um, Mm -hmm. maybe more than any other time in our lives and it's a delicate balance between making tentative plans for the future and what you want to do and what route you believe leads to your end goal and being flexible enough to know that there might be detours or you know um different different ways to get there that show up and allowing yourself to be open to that at times so that's what it sounds like you kind of mentioned kind of always knowing what the next step was going to be and then life kind of saying hey no you're supposed to go this way and being able to accept that and, and move kind of, you know, by faith, um, working toward what you know will get you to where you want to be. Absolutely. So what brings you the most joy at this point? Oh, what brings me the most joy? Um, you know what? That is a really good question. I feel very joyful in general. Um, I think that I really enjoy um, meeting new women. So I think that really to see, to feel like you're alone in a space and then to reach out and to connect with other women of color that are similar to you, that have, you know, different backgrounds, but we all kind of serve our same, our purpose um, that's interconnected with one another is really, really joyful. I meet a lot of incredible people. And I think that, you know, if you're feeling alone, just know that there's every, we all are in this together. You know, I think that at least at this point in my life and in my career, I feel like loneliness or disconnection is the greatest problem that we mm-hmm. have because we all feel like we're alone. I think that we mm-hmm. all think the same thing, but we're all also having the same experience. And so you working specifically, you know, to promote wellness and for sm- to work with small businesses, um, I would assume a lot of them being, you know, women, um, is such a great way to connect and collaborate and show support because, you know, there used to be or sometimes still remnants of like crabs in a barrel mentality amongst women. Um, and I just love seeing this resurrection and this this awakening of more women being open about supporting other women because really there's space for all of us to thrive, you know, um, because we all have something different to offer. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. So what would you say uh, kind of keeps you going? What motivates you? What, what, what makes you um, fired up about, you know, what you do or, or getting to work um, on a regular basis? 
just really implementing things that you I enjoy doing. I mean, I pretty much set a schedule. I'm very structured. So I set a schedule for everything that I need to do during the week. Um, and most recently, I kind of cultivated a list of things that I truly enjoy, but I've been neglecting. So I work in sales and marketing. So naturally, that's something that I do every single day. Um, but when I was cultivating this list of all the things that I enjoy, I noticed that there's so many aspects and um, areas in my life that I enjoy doing that I've been neglecting because I'm self-identifying just with my career or with um, my business. So um, just making sure I start implementing some of those things I enjoy, um, like reading and dancing and uh, I'm creating a docu-series because I really like to be creative outside of uh, my business. And um, so those are the things that really keep me going and keep me moving forward and just understanding that there's always that you're always going to grow so there's never going to be a destination where and I, this is what i've learned especially with my career is i thought i was going to reach a certain point and then automatically feel complete and it couldn't be any more further from the truth and so i really felt lost at that point but then then had to develop a sense of well you're always going to be growing there you're, there's not a destination that i'm reaching for and so i've letting i've letting go of being attached to an outcome and just kind of pursuing every single day things that i really enjoy yeah i love that you mentioned that because there was a point where um you know, you're like, especially early on in life, we have these like goals and these markers that we're seeking to hit. Um, and then, and then you get to that goal or the marker, but what happens when you get to the highest one that you had pictured for yourself? Mm -hmm. And usually it comes with that feeling of, oh, like there has to be more than this. And I feel like that's a pivotal place for people to be in. And how can we kind of lean into those times where we feel lost to seek whatever it is that we're supposed to continue to learn. But really at the end of the day, what it sounds like you're saying is that you have to learn how to enjoy the journey and the process as opposed to being so hyper-focused on the outcome and the destination, which is really important, I think, for people to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I love that you mentioned cultivating a list and that you found there's things that you love that you maybe haven't been able to get to. And what a great time to go back to that list or always have it nearby to refer to um, so that you can keep cultivating, you know, your sense of yourself and being grounded in who you are and what you enjoy. So I love that. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit more about your podcast and, you know, what people can expect to hear there? Because I'm, I'm guessing everyone is going to click the little link in the show notes and head over and check you out. Um, what can they expect? Yeah. Um, so I started the podcast initially just uh, to kind of give some um, sales and marketing um, tips and strategies. And then you'll see, you'll notice a little bit of a pivot. Um, so, and that's perfectly okay, especially when you're starting off. So I just want to let everybody know I'm the type of person I'll scrap. If I change a concept, I'll scrap everything and start over. But it's really important to just kind of you know, complete something and not try to make it so perfect so that you can continue to build upon your work. So it started off being sales and marketing and then it kind of transitioned it. Well, it did transition into um, interviewing with women entrepreneurs over the world, all over the world. Um, so some of them are wellness entrepreneurs. I have a gut and hormone specialist. I interviewed a wellness coach for women of color last week. Um, and then I also have um, solo episodes where I'm just giving um, different sales and strategy, uh, sales marketing tips and business strategic tips and things like that. So I'm working on another episode on 
how to price your products and services right now. So it's a varied of different concepts in the wellness space to help wellness entrepreneurs. That's great. I love it. I think that being able to expose, um, expose people to, to different options and trains of thought is such a great opportunity that we have with technology and a lot of people, technology can be used for bad and there's a lot of, um, you know, negative outcomes that come along with it, but there's also such an opportunity for it to be used to spread knowledge and information that's helpful for people that they wouldn't have otherwise had. So I love that you are, you know, making your mark and doing it in your own way. So we'll definitely make sure to support you in yeah continuing to to help us all out because you're saying stuff i'm like i need to go listen to i need to go listen to that myself (laughs) Yeah. yeah you mentioned because i you know i went to school and i'm a therapist but we did not take not one business class not one marketing or whatever the case may be even if you're not gonna work for yourself and be you know um in business for yourself you still need to know how to sell yourself when you are at a job interview and things like that. So um, I think a lot of people don't get that information um, in their traditional, you know, institutionalized schooling. So I love that you're sharing all those tips and tricks. Yeah, even me, um, even in my MBA program, we didn't learn entrepreneurship. We didn't learn how to run a business. We didn't even, they don't even teach us like, okay, how to set up an LLC. So I'm like, this is all information out here that we, that we really need to share with each other. I mean, at the end of the day. Wow. I didn't know that. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, it was really concepts and theories. Wasn't really anything practical that you can apply to um, really being an entrepreneur. It's set up for you to be an executive or an employee at a corporation. Um, at least my program was, I know there's other programs that focus on entrepreneurship specifically. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of things that I've had to learn on my own as well. That's wild. I love it. Well, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, we all have to learn a little of something, something by trial, trial by fire. It sounds like. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, um, where are you most active? Where can we, where can we find you? I'll make sure to include the links on the show notes, but some people are auditory learners. So if you could let us know where we can come and support you. Absolutely. So you can find me on my Instagram. It's underscore Bianca Ariel, B-I-A-N-C-A-A-R-I-E-L. That's my personal page. Um, you can also find me at the Bianca Ariel podcast and BiancaArielle.com. Um, I also um, offer a text message um, option. So you can text me at 323-647-4822 if you work in the wellness space and you have a question. Um, you can definitely text me there and I, I'll, I text back and forth um, with people that are curious. That's really cool. Do you have any last kind of thoughts or gems to drop for everybody that's out there? Maybe, you know, um, in a place where they're either feeling like they're not sure what to do next or if they're feeling stuck, what would you advise? Yeah. So a lot of times when I'm working with my clients, um, they really get hung up on their own ideas. Um, it, they want to either structure something that's completely perfect, completely professional before they present themselves to the world, 
or they're hung up on um, certain ideas that they feel are they they are connected to, but for some reason they're waiting for someone to knock on their door and say, you know what, I think you should do this, or you know what, you should go ahead and do this. And I think at the end of the day, you need to just trust yourself. Done is going to be better than perfect, and you are going to continue to improve. So if you really believe in something and you believe in what you're doing, I say go ahead and do it today. Start today, um, and and just move forward because at the end of the day, no one is coming just to give you permission to move forward you're going to have to trust yourself and you're going to have to give yourself permission because this is a different arena and this is a different time and if you're going to move outside of your comfort zone you need to go ahead and take the initiative and do it for yourself because you're going to have to wake up every single day and make that decision for yourself and that's the only way you're going to move forward and at the end of the day just all you have to do is wake up in the morning and do something else that's it Yes, yes, and yes. You you already kind of um, mentioned it when you said you started your podcast and then it pivoted, but you could have, you know, scrapped the whole thing, deleted it, started another one, and you said no. Like, what you started, you'll build on, and I think that's what people really enjoy seeing is watching a journey. You know what I mean? Mm. And if you don't allow anyone to watch the journey, you just come out as like the butterfly at the end, and that's wonderful and great, but there's not as much of a connection, I think, um, or resonance when, when people don't get to see that progression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I'm extra kind of crazy. Cause I'll, when I see people that either I look up to or whatever, you know, I'll go back and I'll look at the old stuff. So I'll oh, I do the same thing. Oh really? Especially, yeah. If they're like five years into something, cause that, and that gives you a perspective on timing too, right? People think that something's going to supposed to happen in 30 days and it just doesn't work that way. So people that I look up to or people that, you know, that I enjoy listening to their content, I'll go back to their first episode because it really gives you a perspective of where they were and then where they are now. And most of the time they don't take it down. They keep it up and then you see the transition. And at the end of the day, they never gave up. Okay. Three to five. I wake up every day and say, listen, these people, it, it took them five years for me to, to come across them. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of them before. Now I'm listening to their content. They've been doing this for five years. So at the end of the day, I'm, I, I just need to put my head down and work. And when I wake up in five years, then I'll take a look and see where I've, where I've been. So necessary. Yeah. And, you know, it gives you a sense also to me, it's kind of like checking someone's authenticity. <laughs> so I'm like, let's see, like, did they change anywhere, you know, Mm, in the process or, you know, have they been kind of the same? Now, obviously we all evolve over time, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. are they at their core? Does it seem like who they are is the same across the board, especially if I'm going to like invest or, or buy something. It's all about like, no like and trust, right? So mm-hmm. I'm doing research probably because I'm a nerd to see like, okay, is this person who they say they are? Are they genuine? Are they authentic? Can I trust that they um, that they're real? And so I think that that's why it's super important to just be exactly who you are, show up, just start and know that you'll learn along the way. So I love that you had mentioned that because, you know, I think perfectionism gets in so many, it gets in my way all the time, but I'm trying to learn how to rip that Band-Aid off now, girl. It's yeah. a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate, again, you coming on the show and taking some time to drop some gems for everybody. Um, we'll definitely make sure to support you and, um, you know, keep up what you're doing, inspiring people and helping them to, you know, connect with the people that need their services. So I appreciate you for that work. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you.
All right. I'll talk to you next time, gems. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.